I hate your ponytail. Yeah, or don't... your man bun. Oh, what? It's gotta be a man bun. That's what it is. A... Man bun. No, it's just a bun. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was what it's called. I thought you had a man bun. What is wrong with. <coughs> oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> Welcome back to Couple Goals with SM. Hello. We're on episode 24. So, big news out of Comic Con this week Comic Con San Diego going on. That's where all the big announcements are made. The big news is actually bad news. We should move to San Diego. James Gunn has been fired by Disney. He will not be directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. If you don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 were written and directed by James Gunn. And due to some extreme right-wing smear campaign, some provocateur dude named Michael Cernovich. Who uh, is Michael a little Cernovich, bit of a rapist. Uh, Michael Cernovich, accused rapist. Yeah. Uh, and got a reduced like, sentence, but still had to... You know, yeah, pled... It's just down to assault and battery. Pled to assault deal. instead, but yeah. you know... Somehow he got James Gunn fired because James Gunn made some uh, could be what could be perceived as offensive tweets. To me, they're not. They're just well, they're, they're offensive just in that jokes. they're terrible. Yeah, they're jokes. not good jokes, and it, they're clearly just fuck. attempts at shocking humor. Is all they are, mm-hmm. and it's around when the platform was new. You know what I mean? Nobody knew Twitter was going to be a thing that the president of the United States was going to communicate with us on every day when it came out. You know what I mean? Dude, my just so we're on the same page, this is getting off on a very depressing note, and it's making me sad. <laughs> like, our president talks to us on Twitter. Yeah. James Gunn, who is, like, an animal lover and sweet guy. Everybody nice works guy. with him, loves him. And, yeah, so he, he, made, he made some stupid tweets. That's all he did. He didn't commit any crimes, do any. He didn't, he didn't touch he anybody. Made terrible jokes because, and you know, you got to work this shit out. Before he worked for Disney, and they got him off the movie now, so... Thanks, you fucking assholes. Wow. I have a feeling if Twitter was around when Walt Disney was alive. Oh, God. Because Walt Disney is rumored to have been. He was a Nazi sympathizer. Yes. Yeah. So I have a feeling if Twitter had been around when Disney was alive, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Like he would not have the image that he has now. Right. They've scrubbed photos of him just smoking cigarettes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they, cigars. That's why everyone at Disney points with two fingers is because right. he would always point with his cigar between his fingers. Yeah. And he would. We're pointing to each other. So each that's other. some of the big news out of Comic-Con. There's other news like. Uh, uh, like I decided on my Halloween costume. That's not really that out of Comic-Con. Oh, why don't. Yeah. Let, why don't we discuss why you, what Halloween costume you've chosen and why? Because I think this is I worth hearing. have decided I am going to be. Why are you leaning into me? Are you interested? I'm hanging on your every word right oh. now. <laughs> like, so I discovered this show on Netflix. You discovered it, eh? Completely unprovoked. Tell I us about ex- this show. I found it on my own. I was on Netflix and I was like, what should I watch? Because, oh, quick update. I had breast surgery on Monday, a week from when this episode's coming out. This is a, this is not a clever segue at all. No, no, no. Just quick update. <laughs> so I did. So I've been recovering for a week. So I've been laying around watching TV for a week on pain meds. And 
I on pain meds and ice cream and pain meds and ice cream. I've gone through two pints and a half gallon of ice cream over the last week. Keto starts Monday. So anyway, really, how's your recovery going? My recovery is going great. I'm actually I'm. Did you did anybody better. take care of you at all? <laughs> My husband took amazing care of me. He oh, was off. What a great it's guy. It's like couple goals up in here. He took off work Monday and Tuesday. But anyway, my point is I was laying in bed with nothing to do but watch TV because I would sleep. But then like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I'm recovering great. So I found the show because you live in a vacuum because Netflix was like, hey, here are our Emmy nominees. And I was like, oh, I'll let me look at these Emmy nominees. Like, that's interesting, right? Because, like, Tina Fey won an Emmy. Like, I was like, okay. There's this show called Jessica Jones. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm probably the first one to tell you about it. It's mm. it's it's a comic book show. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, so I've decided I'm going to be Jessica Jones for Halloween because she's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should check this Jessica Jones show out. You should. Maybe. It's really good. Who knew? That's a strong female lead as a strong female lead. Someone who wears tank tops and jeans that aren't skin tight and regular boots instead of heels. I do remember someone saying how out of all the Marvel Netflix series, Jessica Jones is the best one. Who was that? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Who's that person? We should have that person on the podcast. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every week. As, yeah. as half of the couple goals, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's been trying to get you to watch that for two years. Sean's been on my ass about watching it, and I'm always like, no, no, no. So I'm on episode 11, I think, of season one. Oh, God, you're almost done. I'm I can't believe you done. turned it off. <laughs> it's. I'm so anxious when I'm watching it. I could only watch it this week because I didn't have any like work or real world stress. I did. I did have stress, but like it was mainly once your surgery is behind you, it's not really a you know what I mean? Right. I'm not so So stressed out. You're stressed out beforehand. Yeah. So like I I sat around this week and just pretty much focused on recovering and feeling better. And so that way, when work comes tomorrow, I'm not, you know, yeah, phoning it in or whatever. I can get you done. So I've been working on recovering and I watched the show and it is so stressful. I would literally have to pause it in the middle of an episode and take a break and like read the Internet, go on Snapchat, like stop. I just want to say too, for our so stressful, our non comic book nerdy types. This this is not a show. It's not a comic book show. Yeah, it's it's based on a comic book called Alias written by Brian Michael Bendis. But you don't have to know anything about the Marvel Universe to enjoy this show whatsoever. No, if you, you don't. like dramatic shows. If you like crime shows or like. Yeah. Like like noir kind of shows, because that's kind of what this is. It's very it has like they have. She's, one of those a, she's a detective. She's, she's a, a private detective, detective. And she just happens to have a little bit of super strength. Right. And she jumps real high. And like, that's it. That's that's it. She's like strong and she jumps. She high. doesn't wear a costume. She doesn't she wears, have. She wears boyfriend ego. cut jeans. She's like so relatable anyway. And so then I turned one of my friends onto it and now she's watching it and she's on episode 10 as well or 11 or wherever I'm at. Oh, wow. She's about to pass me. Yeah. It's a really good show. Yeah, it like, really is. She just kicks ass, takes names and it's and she's the funny. villain's really good. She's funny. And she yeah, she's it's, it's great. The characters. villain is that guy from Doctor Who. David Tennant. Yeah, is the villain whose real last name is McDonald. I looked it up. I just thought everybody should know. 
His name is David McDonald. So, yeah, I finally got Maggie to watch Jessica Jones, even though I hadn't been asking her to in a while. Maybe he you can read the comic asks, book now. Maybe you can read Alias. Every time we would turn on Netflix, he would try to get me to watch it. And I was like, no. And then I was just like out of things to watch, man. I mean, recovery. Maybe is... now you'll watch a history of violence. No. Because <laughs> that can't possibly that. be good, right? No. How could that be good? But yeah, no, I it's been um so that yeah, that happened to me this week. I had surgery. I recovered. Well, I'm, I'm not recovered for four, three more weeks, four weeks total. But the pain's nearly, nearly gone. My wound is still there. But so, so you, while we're watch? talking about comic books. You have been just railing against Aquaman for weeks now, and the trailer just came I've out. I've been railing against Aquaman since I was a child, <laughs> and he was on a show called Super Friends. It was a cartoon. It was actually from the 70s, I, I think. It might even be the 60s. But it was, super, it was called Super Friends. It was a cartoon set in the DC universe. It was basically Justice League, but for, like, little kids. And he was a part of the Justice League. And I always thought he was a terrible character on the show. Then the only characters that were worse were the characters they made up called the Wonder Twins, which do you, did you ever see Super Friends? So you remember the Wonder I remember Twins? the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. It was like I can't remember their names, like Zan and Jaina or something like that. But like she would always turn into like this super cool weaponized octopus or something. She'd be like, take the form of gun wielding squid or whatever and then the brother he would always be like take the form of mop bucket like literally it was terrible it, it like literally he he could take like water forms she could do like animals or something so he was always like this he was like a tray of ice cubes <laughs> and shit like that yeah it was fucking retarded okay so i don't remember it as much as i thought but i do remember it but anyway so that, those are the only characters i remember actually worse than than aquaman, aquaman. but aquaman always everything about him was terrible Made no sense. So out of Comic-Con is a, a few movie trailers that, that we watched. And one of them is for the upcoming Aquaman movie starring Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Ladies love Jason Momoa. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's also not a great actor. No, he is not a good actor. But man, is he handsome? He can play and tough guys. Here's the thing. I don't like a lot of actors. Like, appearance-wise. I'm not like, yeah, he's hot. Like, that's just not how I am. I'm not like that with men or women. But Jason Momoa is very attractive. And then I saw that trailer, and he, like, tries to be funny. And it's terrible, and he's somehow now, less attractive now. Give, however, I don't blame him simply because he didn't write the script. So it's hard to make an unfunny script funny as we saw with the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. You, you just can't do it. Doesn't matter how good your cast is. A terrible script is a terrible script. You're right. Melissa McCarthy's not in this. So, I mean, there's no chance <laughs> no matter how good your cast is. I don't, you know, I don't hate Melissa McCarthy. I really don't. I don't, she actually seems, like I don't a very like nice any lady. of her movies yeah. really, but she, her humor is not my type, but she seems like a very nice person. Yeah. And, but she was great as uh Oh, what the fuck? When she was doing <laughs> in Bridesmaids? No, she wasn't really that funny in Bridesmaids. She was pretty decent. No, when she was on Saturday Night Live, what was the guy's name? The... Oh, she yeah. was Sean Spicer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's that was it. She was great as Sean Spicer. She was hilarious as Sean Spicer. Yeah. Like, she's not really my brand of comedy, but she is. She seems very. I've never sweet. actually seen one of her movies. So, but that that's neither here nor there. The point is Aquaman. So, again, I, I, I've always thought Aquaman was a really stupid character. And just so you guys know. 
Marvel also has an Aquaman type character named Namor the Submariner. I've hated him just as long. I don't, I don't want people to think I'm, I'm strictly a Marvel fanboy. I, I am. I definitely lean Marvel. I always have. And as a kid, I, I had no allegiances or whatever, and I still don't. But it just has just so happens that Marvel has the best movies and I feel like they have the best characters. And the only character I really got into was Batman in the DC universe. But you were like super into Batman. Yeah, uh, since I, mean, I was a little fair. kid. And I, you know, but I've liked, you know, Superman a little bit and, and some other stuff. But I, I could never, I just never got into that, that universe. But yeah, Aquaman always seemed really stupid. So the trailer comes out and I watch the trailer and it is. Sean has been ranting and raving to everybody who will listen, I don't except know. me, because I didn't watch it until just a couple minutes ago. Yeah, but he's been on the phone with people. He's been bitching. I, I didn't know. I just told people to watch it. And then I wanted to hear their opinions because I know sometimes I can color people's opinions. You know, people don't if if you offer a strong opinion, people don't want to go against it. So if I if I come in strong, and say this was terrible and people actually enjoyed the trailer. They I might really not be enjoyed, honest with me. We'll have to talk about the other trailer, too. Because, well, we will. We'll talk okay. about we'll talk, so about, let's talk about Aquaman first. So Aquaman looks fucking terrible. Just like I said, it looks really bad, you guys. And like it. There's a character in it that Sean says is a character from the comic books, but it looks like Ariel's a little mermaid. That's Queen Mira. That's Aquaman's wife. At some point, they, I don't they know about get all married. That. I don't yeah. know about all that. But yeah, that's Amber Heard. Yeah. Plays Queen Mira. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. But anyway, see, so yeah, just watching the trailer, it it's so corny and bad. And the, the dialogue so when bad. he when he gets on the submarine, you guys got to watch this trailer. Please go watch the trailer on YouTube. And he he boards he tears the lid off a submarine and he like and he gets on, on and then he he coyly turns his head over his left shoulder and says permission to come aboard it, like he should have just put a finger up and to his like, lips and then like half curtsied as he Dude, said it it was it, so ridiculous it's so bad all and, the dialogue is and fucking what's terrible worse is that I know all the Jason Momoa fangirls out there are like permission yes. granted yes yeah. yes and that's and yeah exactly all, all the all the big Momoa fans like and that's the is so and all the dialogues like that there's a point where he says this is awesome and then there's another point where he says, he says it's says called the, an ass whooping. Yeah, that that line. Like, why didn't they just have just make it a bro movie at this point? All right. Listen, I'm getting text messages and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm anyway, they, they should have just made it. They should just have him dabbing and calling everybody bro the whole time. Dude, It really is bad. It's like the the um, Black Panther. What are those? Oh my joke. God. It's like that. Only all the time. Only the whole trailer. The whole trailer's like that. There's weaponized sharks. They have like metal things. Yes. On. They look like He-Man toys, basically. They look come like to life. what Austin Powers or what uh, what Dr. Evil was trying to get. Right. Like sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their right. head. It they all looks it. bad. So uh, when I was talking to Steve, a uh, friend of the show, friend Steve, of the show. friend of the show, <laughs> I was talking to Steve about it. And I was just like, you know what, though? I, I honestly believe this is the best Aquaman movie they can make, though, because the character is such shit. It's just such a garbage character. I think this is the this is and this, is, this is what I told him. This is basically. Aquaman's Winter Soldier. This is the the way Winter Soldier is considered Captain America's best movie and possibly one of the, the best movie in the Marvel Universe. I believe this is Aquaman's Winter Soldier. You can't get any better than this because Aquaman is shit. Aquaman is utter Shit, it's a garbage character. This is the best it gets. This is literally, this is pinnacle Aquaman. 
I mean, Winter Soldier was okay, but it's really supposed to be the best. It's one of the. It's probably my second favorite Marvel movie. Well, just because of all it's time. your second favorite doesn't make it. It's the most best. people's first. If you go online right now and do Marvel list, the only people, the only the movie people put above it is is Black Panther. The here's the thing. Here's, here's I'm just saying what I'm saying is it's a common opinion that the Winter Internet Soldier is the vocal minority. So just because it's a common opinion on the Internet doesn't make it a common opinion. But even just, just respected saying. websites, when they do their lists, you know, when they it's Winter Soldiers top three every time because it's an amazing movie. It's, you know, it's just a fantastic movie are the Internet, right? Yeah, I know. But okay. I, when <laughs> I speak sure. about the mo- vocal minority, I'm, t- I'm usually thinking about commenters and people Twitter, and people Twitter, Twitter, because they love this Aquaman trailer, by the way. There is not a single word of dissent. No. Yes, they are madly in, like this Aquaman trailer is getting all the love. Like they're acting like it's amazing. It is fantastic. They can't believe they're seeing this. It looks so amazing. Well, great. you know what, though? That's how people reacted to Avatar. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? There was like an entire Parks and Rec episode with Andy Samberg. And he's like, have you seen Avatar? Well, that's how they reacted to the movie. But there was no Internet following like where you go. Because I, I would go and look at comments. I'm like, surely somebody on here has got some funny shit to say. And no, everybody's just like you go on Reddit, you go on Facebook, you go on Twitter. They are madly in love with this Aquaman trailer. And it looks no. fucking horrible. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. From These this. are just DC fanboys, though. That's the only thing I can figure. In that, DC fanboys, you should demand better. You know what? I, I I was I am a Batman fanboy, but when Batman Forever came out and I went and saw that piece of shit, I came <laughs> out of the theater disgusted. Like you can't just be like, oh well, it's a Batman movie, so it's still good. No, it's it's garbage. It's a garbage movie. And I swore to myself, I'm like, I'm not gonna go see another Joel Schumacher Batman movie. And then as I was coming out of Batman and Robin, I was like, I will definitely <laughs> You're like, not for sure this time. I will definitely not go see any more Joel Schumacher. And I didn't because he didn't make any more. But I <laughs> but you would have. I was so desperate for entertainment and to see Batman, I would go see that. Even <laughs> though I promised myself I wouldn't. Which is the one and where there were nipples on the costume. That was three or four. Was it bad. was either one. It might have been both. I don't remember. They were bad. both That's... really because Batman Forever actually got love, too. And I was like, you fucking idiots. This movie sucks <laughs> like this movie fucking sucks. So the other. Oh, yeah. So Shazam trailer. Let me give a little background on Shazam. Uh, it's a it's always been about a kid named Billy Batson. It is not about Shaquille O'Neal. Why do you keep or thinking it's Sinbad Kazam? It's not as, Kazam. Steve said that too. as. <laughs> A genie. Well, first it is of all, not either of those things. First of just all, just so we're all on the same page. First of all, Shazam was not even the character. The character's actual name, up until maybe five to ten years ago, was Captain Marvel, and he would say Shazam to turn into Captain Marvel. Billy Batson would say Shazam, and he I would turn. Captain into- Marvel was Brie Larson. <laughs> so Captain Marvel, DC had a Captain Marvel. Marvel had a Captain Marvel. Wait a second! Everybody, calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I, you want to go deeper? No, no. <laughs> you like, don't. Yeah, you don't. I don't, I don't. I don't want to go deeper either. But yeah, basically, they had their own cat. They weren't the same character, or the same origin or anything. They just had the same name. And eventually, DC decided, you know what? It's fucked up to have There's this called, little known comic company that has Marvel. a character. <laughs> Maybe we'll just let them keep that name since everybody calls Captain Marvel Shazam anyway. That's what most people would just call him anyway. They just call him Shazam because that's what they remembered which about is him. From our Mandela Effect episode, right. it's the Sinbad yeah. genie movie. So I like I like Captain Marvel when I was a kid because it was like wish fulfillment because the whole thing was this little kid gets imbued with the ability to become yeah. an invincible superhero. I, I also saw the 
the trailer. Well, no, that that's the big. The trailer's a little different. Like you said, it's a lot like the movie Big. It's very big. It when when I was into into Captain Marvel or Shazam, I'll just call him Shazam for continuity's sake. Yeah. When I was into Shazam, when he became an adult, he was an adult. There was oh, no. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah, like this big. Yeah, he didn't have thing. like a kid brain still. He wasn't. You know, it wasn't Tom Hanks and Big. He he became like an adult superhero. Well, it, from what I can tell, he's very Tom Hanks and Big. Yeah, they're this. going for that vibe. Which is fine because I love Big. But again, and you're right. It's a better. It looks way better than Aquaman. However, the writing is like TV level. Yeah, the, it looks the, like a sweet coming of age movie. It doesn't look like. But the jokes don't land. Well, no jokes aren't landing for me. And that's no, but that. but it looks sweet. It looks sweet. It looks a lot more enjoyable than Aquaman. Yeah, it looks. Sweet. They went all in on the costume. The, the costume is the brightest red and the brightest yellow. It literally looks like a cosplayer at a gay nightclub. But you know what? Good for them. They went for it. They didn't mute the reds or anything like they did with Deadpool, which I, I like the muted colors. They went they went all in comic book on the costume. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. That, that's don't that's the costume. He's got like a hat. He's got like a waist length cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about he's got that. the gold LeMay gauntlets and boots. All right. Everybody calm down. He's got the bright yellow lightning bolt that looks like a neon sign and the white. He does have that lightning gold bolt embroidered okay. cape that comes down to his mm-hmm. butt. Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, the movie seems it seems sweet. It seems like a nice kid friendly movie yeah from the 80s it looks fine it looks it i looks think it okay. looks sweet i don't i don't think it looks good Again, it could have been done better but let me let me just go back to aquaman here because i just want to say what they should have done with aquaman which again is a garbage shit character i don't know if anybody heard me say that so you guys have you stupid I, do you know stupid character have you heard because he talks to fish and he controls water so what what happens when he's in south dakota you know what i mean like they have water in south dakota how does he have live? an ocean he controls like Oh, he only controls ocean like man-made bodies of water. He, yeah, he can't he's, he's Lord of the Ocean. He's oh, Atl- he King of Atlantis. He can't control like look. So if he went to Minneapolis, yeah, like or if he went to Minnesota, he couldn't. He's do. not frozen. He can't just control all water. It's not. He's he's King of the Ocean. And, all right. And, well, then you just stay in the ocean. But what they should have done with Aquaman is embrace the fact that it's a crap character, and instead they should have made a parody movie, kind of almost what they did with. With Ant-Man in the Marvel Universe, how Ant-Man is a ridiculous character. It's very He's got ridiculous powers. He can make things grow and shrink, and he he has giant ant buddies. He has tiny ant buddies. It's ridiculous, right? It's a ridiculous... However, they pulled it off by embracing the the comical side of it. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't make it... They didn't try to make him a badass. They didn't get some super cut dude. Yeah. They got Paul Rudd, you know, who's known for comedy. You know, he's... I mean, he's in good shape. That's, that's not a, what I'm that's saying. A, that's another actor that I really like. Yeah, you, lo- you love Paul I Rudd. Love I Paul like Paul Rudd. Rudd a lot, too. But my, my point is, though, they didn't go, well, we got to make Ant-Man a badass. They went, no. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? That's what they're trying to do with Aquaman. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's not a badass. So my idea for Aquaman is that, you know, they get a guy, they, you know, they're, give, him the, give him the orange and green suit, which they do in the movie eventually. I've read that. So he does get his orange well, and gets, green. He gets out of his leather pants. Yeah, he gets out of his leather pants in the, in the which, ocean. Which is ridiculous because leather shrinks in water. <laughs> so like you think he would just have on like a wetsuit. You or think something. he wouldn't be you able to I mean? swim. It would just shrink right up and he wouldn't be able to kick his legs. But he's got to be cool, man. He's cool. So he wears jeans and leather in the ocean because 
The idea of no, put on a wetsuit. Jeans in the ocean. Yeah. It sounds like a night. That's what Jay, at Comic-Con panel, he said they're not leather pants. They're actually jeans. But because they're wet, they look like that. So he okay. actually. Jeans are not something you wear into the ocean. No, he's cool. He's a badass. I've, I've been in the ocean. Aquaman's very cool. And so ne- he wears jeans in the ocean. Yeah. That's that's what they're trying. That's the, that's what they're trying to do. You can't make Aquaman cool. You can't. It's impossible. So embrace the fact that he sucks and just make him make it literally. Here's your tagline for the movie. Just embrace the cliche. Embrace the corniness. It would have been funny. A real fish out of water tail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and just have him in New York and have him summoning like it's whales. Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a bad bod. Exactly. And go. he's wearing terrible. Yes. Yes. There you go. Will Ferrell. That'd be brilliant. And then. <laughs> Then you have him summoning like orca whales, and then they're always dying on land <laughs> because he doesn't understand why. Well, I, well, I could breathe in, on land. What's happening to all my fish friends? You know what I mean? And there's just this this big pile up of <laughs> white, great white sharks and orcas on Ellis Island or something. You know what I mean? Just like embrace that, do that because what you're doing now is is parody without intention. It just <sighs> looks super bad. You can't make it cool. Stop trying. There's nothing you can do. Stop. So that yeah. actually leads me to my my topic for the week, you which go is first. just go go on into it. Yeah. Well, it only makes sense. Uh, what who DC should be making movies for instead <laughs> okay. of shit characters like Aquaman? All right. Well, first of all, and this is kind of the, this isn't really uh, details. This is but this is part of my opinion. You know, the, the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds was garbage. Yeah, but it's no worse than Justice League to me. It's not any worse than Batman vs Superman or Man of Steel. It's just it's not a good movie. It's watchable. It's passable. But it's it's obviously not great, just like Justice League and the other DC movies, basically. But my my point with this is make another Green Lantern movie. And it doesn't always have to be about uh, Hal Jordan. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Hal Jordan is always the Green Lantern they focus on. That's always the human one. We've had, first of all, we've had other human Green Lanterns. Okay. So we've had John Stewart, and we've had. Uh, that would have been great. Yeah. Have John Stewart as John Stewart, the Green Lantern, and then he is, he's like a retired talk show host. It would no, be no, great. no, 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 no. <laughs> John Stewart's black. He's he's not a Jewish white guy. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Yeah. I'm 100 percent sure. No, John Stewart Green Lantern is not. So he right. could be. But no, he's a white man, so he's bad. White men are, are straight out. They're right out. Well. But anyway, but uh, the other one is, is Kyle Rayner. <laughs> Kyle Rayner is a very popular one. And again, that's all. If you're just going to go, you got Guy Gardner too. He's. I'm he's sorry. Guy Gardner. He's this. This alliteration in the names. Wade Wilson. Guy Gardner. What was his name? Billy Boyd or whatever. Billy the hell Batson. Was yeah. Like it's an old trend from back in the day they did it honestly so they could remember the care they they just created characters left and right and they were so lazy they, they stan lee said that you know he, the reason he had peter parker and bruce banner so he could remember their names because he, he they were creating characters like crazy so they did it a lot uh guy gardner who is he's this red-headed irish guy he's got a, a mo <laughs> he's got a mo haircut bright red hair and and, and he's He's a goofball. We have other ones guy. too, like you have Kilowog. You you have oh yeah, Kilowog. You have my a, favorite Green Lantern. Yeah, the, but my point is, you could do a great Green Lantern movie. That's that's a character, the Green Lantern core, and they touched on it in the Green Lantern movie. You know the whole space cop thing, but they should do it and make it more like just set it in space. It doesn't have. Don't use a human Green Lantern. You know what I mean? They're they're all over. 
just do a Guardians of the Galaxy thing and and focus on the Green Lantern Corps in general. Who, you know, DC is Green is 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 Green Lantern. Green Lantern's DC. Yes. So they could hire James Gunn since he's exactly been James Gunn is free. He, Green Lantern. There you go. Putting it all together. You're welcome, James Gunn. Yeah. Ringing endorsement from us here at They absolutely Bullets. should pursue him to do a Green Lantern movie. That'd be fantastic. Do a whole Green Lantern. Just Green Lantern core. Again, don't. And, and you know, you can have the humans. You can have everybody. But don't don't make it just about Hal Jordan all the time. So that that's my first idea is stop abandoning Green Lantern because of one movie when you should have abandoned Aquaman in 1941 when he was created. <laughs> when he was created. Yeah. So, should have left or whatever, whatever year that was. <clears throat> All right, next one. This one is a, a much lesser-known character, uh, Blue Beetle. Are you familiar with Blue Beetle? Is that who was on TV a little bit yeah, ago? Yeah, he's been in uh, the, the cartoons and stuff. Sean was watching the cartoons earlier, and then he was watching Lego Batman. He researched this by watching everything available on Hulu and Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's not entirely true. Somewhat yeah. true. Hey, man, it's part of my half-assed research process. <laughs> process. It's just, that's how I do. I watch cartoons. But no, but a Blue Beetle is... He, the the one I'm familiar with, uh, the alter ego was Ted Cord. See, no alliteration there. You like that? Just like Hal Jordan. No. But that wasn't actually the first Blue Beetle. The first one was called Dan Garrett. I I like I said, I was familiar with the one named I'm sorry, Ted Cord. The Kord. first one was called what? Dan Garrett was his name. Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, and again, that's not even the one I'm interested in. The one that I like is the most recent one. His name is uh, Jaime Reyes, and he his he uh, what Jaime Reyes? Yeah. Okay. And his Blue Beetle suit is really cool. It's almost it, it's got its own like AI or its own uh, it's mind like Iron spider. So no, no, no. It, it actually has its own um, soul. I don't know what you call it. it has like its, Venom? No, that's going too far. Maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it has its own identity, so to speak. But anyway, it's it's a high tech suit, kind of similar to Iron Man or Iron Spider, like you said. So it has a lot technological capabilities it could turn into stuff kind of similar to tony stark's suit in infinity war where the nanotechnology where it could turn into stuff that's kind of how his suit works so that could look really cool on screen uh the, the jaime reyes character is really cool he, he's a he's a young immigrant kid you know just trying to take care of his family and he, he gets this, the, this blue scarab attaches itself to him and he becomes the blue beetle kind of against his will so he's like peter parker parker only like an immigrant. So, but this is like the, but the blue, the, the scarab is like a mechanical thing. It's not like an actual bug. So we I'll should just, do that. I'll just, here, let me, I let me just. good for this. All right. The third blue beetle created by DC Comics is Jaime Reyes, a teenager who discovered that the original blue beetle scarab morphed into a battle suit, allowing him to fight crime and travel in space. Over the years, Reyes became a member of the Teen Titans and he had his own, he had two of his own comic book series. Ted Cord actually died. I remember that. I think it was in Crisis. So. so Teen Titans isn't just some show that was on Cartoon Network. No, that's like Robin and Cyborg, and that's like that's well, yeah, that's, who, that's who's in it in on the Cartoon Network yeah, yeah, yeah. show too. Yeah, I didn't realize it was actually a comic book. Oh yeah, the Teen Titans. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So anyway, I think Blue Beetle would be he a really cool looking character, likable character. He sounds like timely for this current climate so but it's like i said it's just it's just a cool character o overall uh second one i would like to recommend is plastic man plastic <laughs> man had a cartoon in the 80s and i loved it you plastic know? man is a ridiculous character is that like stretch armstrong 
Yeah, kind of. He can stretch his body into like any shape. And this is an old character, too. This is like old as yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds. He wears a unitard. Yeah, it sounds bad. And here, here's the thing, though. Ideal casting, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, plastic man. I could see that. Perfect. And it, could, it would be Jim funny. He's getting older, though. He's like he's in his 50s. He is. He is old. It, it would have been better back in, in the 90s or even 10 years ago. But Plastic Man would be a great movie for DC because they are clearly trying to strike a lighter tone now post Zack Snyder, basically. Yeah. Plastic Man does that perfectly because he's he's like partially insane. You know what I mean? So it, it'd because be great. part of his brain is plastic. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just from all, all the, you know, doing that to his body and stuff has had an effect on him. So he's he's kind of crazy. Like Elastigirl, but she's not crazy. No, she's not crazy. But he, he turns himself into way crazier stuff. So, yeah, I would love to see a Plastic Man movie. I feel like I'm one of the world's only Plastic Man fans. I think you are. And I think people think I'm joking when I say I want to see Plastic Man in the DC universe. I am not joking. <laughs> like, I think that would be so much better than Aquaman. Or even and I was I like Shazam as a kid. I don't really care for this version of Shazam. Right. Should have played by Sinbad. So, he should be no, a... that's a genie. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's... That's How do you Sam. get these things confused? It makes no sense. Uh, it's called the Mandela effect. We cover it in one of our early episodes. <laughs> I'm not sure which episode number, but you can look it up. We discuss Shazam slash Kazam slash Kill O'Neill slash Sinbad slash Billy Boyd. What's his name? Billy Boyd's the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> like, what's the Billy Batson? Billy Batson. <laughs> yeah. And then the third character, and I've mentioned this guy before, is Lobo. I love Lobo. It's a great character. I'm going to read a little bit about. I'm actually shocked that they haven't done anything with Lobo when I was watching that cartoon. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're sitting on a great character. That's I know. A, uh, I was watching. I was watching some cartoon earlier because of Sean doing his research and I was sitting on the couch. And yeah, Lobo seems like. He's a great. He's, he's a, a really great he's character. A smart ass. He's and he's, he's like badass. he's an R-rated character. Yeah, too. he's like a biker. Yeah, and it in the comics it's it's super violent. I don't know if you know that who the artist Simon Bisley is, but he does some grisly grisly work. We're just gonna assume I don't know who that is. Okay, like, well, look up can... Simon Bisley. He, no. His work is amazing. He did a lot of stuff in the '90s. Is that like our last name only with a B? Yes. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah. All right, <laughs> maybe like it's Bisley. I don't know, but I yeah, think maybe it's Bisley. I'm, I'm guessing it's Bisley. Okay, so I'm going to read you a little bit about Logan. All right, Logan, or no, Logan. Lo my bad. Lobo, sorry. Logan, he's um, 16. <laughs> That's our son. He works. Anyway, the uh, the Lobo character was created by Roger Slifer and Keith Giffen. I really like Keith Giffen. He had a character at Image Comics called Trencher. He writes really uh, tongue-in-cheek takes on, on superheroes. You can tell he's kind of... He likes to rag on superheroes, even though he writes superheroes. You know what I mean? He, he's got a. He doesn't take take the genre no. too seriously. So anyway, they, uh, Keith Giffen and Roger Slifer created me. First appeared in a comic book called Omega Man, issue number three, back in 1983. I did not. That this character looked really goofy back then. He had a orange and purple, like, unitard or whatever. Or he was real. Yeah, you know, he was a villain. He was introduced as a villain. He looked really goofy. The only shaders he can get from Destiny. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, good God. <laughs> so let me let me just uh, let me tell you about the creation of him, though. So 
He was first introduced as a hearted villain in the 1980s, but soon fell out of use with the writers. He kind of remained in limbo until they revived. And this is when I got introduced to him. I didn't know who he was until the 90s. Uh, he remained in limbo until his revival as an anti-hero biker, and he got his own comic in the early 90s. The writers attempted to use him as a parody of the 1990s trend towards grim and gritty superheroes, such as Cable, Wolverine, and Punisher. So it was it, this character was made as an indictment of those type of characters. However, he was instead enthusiastically accepted by fans of the trend, <laughs> including me. <laughs> so it was the over-the-top violence and the really big guns and all that stuff that really attracted me and other people at that time period. Again, you know, Punisher, Wolverine, Cable, all very popular characters at the time. So his popularity led to Lobo having a much higher profile at DC Comics uh, from then on. And and then he also had had so, some success later on. But it's kind of funny when you when they talked to Keith Giffen about it, he's like, he said, uh, in 2006, he's like, I have no idea why Lobo took off. I came up with, <laughs> I came up with him. I came up with him as an indictment of Punisher Wolverine hero prototype, and somehow he caught on as the high violence poster boy. Go figure. So, he's like, I was trying to make fun of it. It turns out, I accidentally bought into it. So let me let me tell you a little bit more about him. I, I let me tell you why other reasons I love this character. So, um. In 1990, he appeared in his own four-issue miniseries called Lobo, The Last Zarnian. He's a Zarnian. And uh, oh. it was written by Alan Grant, art by Simon Bisley. This, when he came, this changed his, his origin story. This is what, he became the last Zarnian after violently killing every other member, member of his species. So right off the rip, he's total badass, right? Right, like Thanos. Thanos it's, level. That's like if, if you're like, I'm the last human because I killed all the other humans. <laughs> like, oh... So okay. That miniseries led to a bunch of other miniseries, including and specials, including one called Lobo Cop, which is a RoboCop. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is that why you actually picked that? So, no, it's that's just it's a little factoid. Uh, he was sent to uh, a harem for a, he's a mercenary and a bounty hunter type, basically. And all he looks like a biker. He, he has like porcelain white skin, which is also indestructible. And he looks like a cross between Wolverine and Gene Simmons is the best I could describe lobo to people and he's okay. he's like ripped and uh dream casting for this character macho man randy savage rest in peace but he would have been great as yeah. lobo yeah however for for dream casting for people who are actually alive <laughs> i would go with dave batista i think oh, he'd be a great okay. lobo who plays drax the destroyer in the right. guardians of the galaxy movies I, I i really like that guy and he he's real big he's got the voice i think he'd be a great lobo the paramilitary Christmas special, in which he was contracted by the Easter Bunny to assassinate Santa Claus. Uh, he had another special called uh, Infanticide, where he kills his daughter and all of his other offspring that have gathered to try to kill him. <laughs> like, I love his character. Like, he's written as this. I feel like the writers were trying to, like, they take the character down. And then people just loved it. They just, we just ate it up. It's the era trying, of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and stuff like that. We, we love that shit. This was this was the mask. I used to read the mask before it was the, the movie. And in the in the comic book, the mask was like super fucking violent. It wasn't this zany cartoony. I mean, it was a little bit of that, but it was mostly he was like a he was a fucking homicidal maniac. He would just murder people. It was great. Good times in the 90s. The 90s were a great time. <laughs> the Internet was garbage, but like everything else was pretty good. So his powers 
Uh, he's incredibly strong. He's incredibly intelligent. And he's almost indestructible. He's actually, He's been killed multiple times, but he always comes back, so he's kind of like Deadpool. But again, going with... Kind of like Wolverine. But after the fa- after the popularity of Deadpool, I don't know why DC isn't jumping on, especially since they like the dark stuff. They don't mind putting out the darker movies. They put out an R-rated cut of Batman versus Superman. Why aren't they going after Lobo? I think he would do really, really well in the current comic book movie climate. So, yeah, those are my picks. Let me show you. Hang on. I got to show you this picture of, of Lobo, what he looked like in his original appearance. So I'm looking at a picture that is like vaguely Thundercats, but also vaguely Kiss. Yeah, it's very weird. But he's got the orange and purple on, though, too. Yeah, it's very intimidating. The Thundercats kind of. <laughs> and I'm talking about like the original Thundercats, not whatever the hell this Steven Universe style Thundercats shit is. It's going to like. I don't want to talk about that. You know, it's funny. I, I'm kind of I kind of like it. I kind of yeah, like that yeah, animation. No, I wouldn't because I normally don't you like have, I, the new Ninja Turtles looks terrible. You have terrible taste. So it makes you sense. You always say that, but you don't even know. What I good know. Taste you didn't is. even tell me about Jessica Jones. Anyway, like you are all like, hey, trying to, trying to rile me up, <laughs> trying to get me going. He's like adjusting in his seat. But you guys, I would love to hear who you would rather see than Aquaman. And if you're thinking to yourself right now. I love Aquaman, then don't respond. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Aquaman is a terrible character. Keep your opinion to yourself or put it out on Twitter where everyone else puts out their shit opinions. Yeah, but what other DC characters, well-known, not so well-known, whatever, should get get their own DC movie? What about you? Do you have any suggestions? You know who would be great to have their own solo DC movie in this universe? Batman. Barnacle Boy. No, Batman. I think no. Batman should get a solo movie since he's the the most popular DC character, but they won't give him a fucking solo movie. Because, again, been, they don't know what the fuck they're doing over at DC. There have been so many Batman movies. And they've been hugely successful. Why Why wouldn't they do that? It doesn't even you make sense. You know what sense. they should do is, you know, like how they have that Batman where, like, Batman is, like, comes back from retirement or whatever. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, they should do something like that. They're kind of going towards no, that with Ben Affleck. Can you let me finish what I was saying? No. I have a thought no. on a Batman. <laughs> you have a thought on a Batman? I have a thought on a Batman, <laughs> and I wanted to share. Let's go see a Star Wars. <laughs> so they could do that, but, like, Michael Keaton's still alive, so they could do, like, him, and then, like, they could, like, cut back. It's a really good idea. I'm that's really not, glad I had that's it. That's not the worst. It's just that he's you're not. Right, you're the worst. Dark Knight Returns, like that Batman was huge. Yeah, I, I saw that. He was I also ridiculously saw the huge. Yeah. It's from it. a comic book. Okay, but I saw the cartoon. I don't. I didn't <laughs> see the comic. I saw the TV cartoon. So, yeah, there's not really a transition into my topic. I don't even know what your topic is. Is it about mm-hmm. Aquaman by chance? It mine. Well, it stays in the movie realm. This is Are we going to go see Aquaman in the theater? In the theater. Yeah. Just to talk about it on the show. Listeners, let us know if we should go see Aquaman. <laughs> December yeah, weigh 19th. in on that. Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like really want to go either. But there's a part of me that wants to review it. But I don't want to spend any time watching it, though, <laughs> at the same time. I w- if I could have watched it already, that would be great. It, we'll have, like, a listener watch it and then dial in and tell us about it. <laughs> dial in. <laughs> dial in. <laughs> <laughs> like, with the phone. Or... Skype. They'll be like, so, Aquaman was fantastic. And we'll be like, boo. Yeah. Be right off the show. Uh, quick update, though, before we go into my topic. 
if you are a Patreon donor as of right July, now. yeah, July 18th, which is not right now. Today's the 22nd. But if you were as of July 18th or 19th or something like that then this week, I have packaged up all your goods. They're going out in the mail next week. Everything is in. We have magnets. We have stickers. Thank that's, you for being a patron. Yeah. So thank you. All right. Now my topic, in case you're sticking with us for the second half of the show. Everybody already skipped past my segment. Your <laughs> like, shit actually flowed perfect. Uh, my segment is on the, it's a true crime case, but it's unsolved. It's an unsolved mystery. Okay. And it's the case that inspired the movie The Fugitive. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're talking about Sam Shepard. Are you familiar with this case? I know. I've heard of an actor named Sam Shepard. Different oh, Sam Shepard. I think of somebody else. Different Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard was born in Cleveland, Ohio. He's the youngest of three sons. And he attended Cleveland Heights High School. He was an excellent student. He was active in football, basketball, and track. He was the class president for three years. And he met his future wife, Marilyn Reese, in high school. So he was he was offered when, a ton. When was he born? Where was he born? When? Oh, 47 or 49 or something. Oh, okay. No. 37, 30, 29. I don't know. I don't have <laughs> okay. it here. I was just trying to figure out <laughs> what era we're talking here. Oh, I'll tell you what era, but don't worry about that. So he was offered all of these like scholarships for his athletic abilities right but his father and his his older brothers were all doctors so he enrolled in hanover college in indiana and went into medical school he went to case western <laughs> reserve hollywood but, upstairs medical he college went to hollywood upstairs medical college from the simpsons um, Shepard finished his med medical education at the Los Angeles Osteopathic School of Physicians. <laughs> you know, Hollywood Upstarts Medical College. Yeah. It's actually now UC Irvine. And he became a doctor, a DO. He completed his internship and residency in L.A. at the L.A. County General Hospital. And after marrying Marilyn Reese... In 1945, so that kind of sets the tone at the time. Okay. He got married to her in Hollywood, California. He returned back to Ohio. Why? And he joined his father's medical practice at Bayview Hospital. Oh. Here's why. That's why. Because Bayview Hospital was opened in 1948 by the Shepherd family. There you go. Yeah. So it closed its doors, in case you were curious, on March 1st of 1981, so before I was born. And mm -hmm. it is uh, it was on the National Register of Historic Places. It was formerly the Washington Lawrence Man uh, Mansion and it became the hospital. And now it's actually part of a luxury condo. Like association yep. out in Bay Village. OK. All right. So we're going back in time to July 3rd, 1954. And this is unsolved. So I'm going to tell you this story and then I'll tell you the trial and all that, and then I'll tell you both sides. Okay. And we can discuss. So, the night of July 3rd, 1954, Sam and Marilyn were entertaining their neighbors, and they're like front home. They lived in Bay Village on Lake Road, like up against um, Lake Erie, which, if you're from Cleveland, Bay Village, literally, Lake Road runs along the lake, and if you're on the lakeside, your backyard is Lake Erie. So it, it's been demolished. The house was demolished in 1993, but the property 
itself was right there and it was up against um, Huntington Reservation, which is still there. I don't know if you're familiar. Anyway, so they have their neighbors over. They watch a movie, Strange Holiday, and Sam Shepard claims to have fallen asleep on the day bed in the living room. And Marilyn, who is four months pregnant, walked her neighbors out. Okay? Yeah. In the early morning hours of 4th of July, 1954... There was a one-armed man. Marilyn Shepard was bludgeoned to death in her bed with an unknown instrument. The bedroom was covered in blood spatter, and drops of blood were found on the floor throughout the house. Some items from the home, including Sam Shepard's wristwatch, keychain, keys, fraternity rings, all went missing. They were later found in a canvas bag. In an outhouse? Chicken house? Hen house? (laughs) I'm just doing the Tommy Lee Jones thing for the future. (laughs) In some shrubbery behind the house. (laughs) Dog house? (laughs) I try to think of all the houses he named. Outhouse, hen house, dog house. According to Sam, house. to Sam Shepard, he was sleeping soundly on the daybed when he heard Mouse house. Cries <laughs> <laughs> from his wife. He ran upstairs where he saw a form in the bedroom and then was knocked unconscious. When he awoke, he saw the person downstairs. He chased the intruder out of the house onto the beach where they tussled and Sam was knocked unconscious again. Wow. He awoke to have his body being in the lake. So at 540 (laughs) a.m., the neighbor who happened to be the mayor received an urgent call from Sam who was say who said like the quote was, for God's sake, Spen, his name is Spencer, for God's sake, Spen, get over here quick. I think they've killed Marilyn. When the neighbor and his wife arrived, Sam was shirtless. His pants were wet and he had a blood stain on the knee. Authorities arrived shortly thereafter, and Sam Shepard seemed disoriented. He was in shock. But the family dog wasn't heard barking, so just make note of that. He was in his doghouse. Their seven-year-old son, Sam and Marilyn's seven-year-old son, Sam Reese Shepard, was asleep in in the next bedroom, and he slept through the whole thing. So Sam Shepard denies any involvement in the murder. He described... His, his own battle with the killer, and he says that he was bushy-haired. Like, that's how he's described. So okay. he's not one-armed, but it's mm. the same idea. So she didn't get clubbed to get death with an artificial limb, which is what I was thinking. They don't actually know what she was killed with. Oh, okay. There's there's all kinds of different, like, surgical instruments. And I'll go into that. Like, it could be surgical instruments, could have been a lamp. Like, they don't actually know what she was killed with. Mm. Could have been, been an arm. Yeah. Why? But after police failed to find any evidence of a break-in, and then Sam Shepard's extramarital affair was exposed, which was like what? one of many. He had many, mm-hmm. many. He became, and he was young. I mean, he was like 30, maybe, when this happened. He was young. Yeah. And in August of 1954, he was indicted by a grand jury. Oh, he's in the shit house. <laughs> After a much publicized trial and lengthy deliberation, the jury found Shepard guilty of secondary degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison. So in 1964, in the big house, there was an attorney. <laughs> I can't stop. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> 1964. <laughs> He's just laughing quietly to himself over there. He's just like, I look over and he's just like his head's down and he's just laughing. 
Right. He's like, I'm the funniest person I know. No, I'm laughing at how stupid I am. Oh. It's just stupid idiocy. I <laughs> can't just... stop it. <laughs> There's nothing I can do it's about it. It's a cycle. It's so... like a fun house. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, continue. Are you sure? All right. So. Effley Bailey. Are you familiar with Effley Bailey? Have yeah. you heard of him? That, for, what, I, I know that name. And who is he? He founded the Bailey House. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw his arms up in the air. I'm like, I can't help it. No, I don't. I've heard the name. I don't. I don't. Effley Bailey is an attorney. He represented Sam Shepard, Patty Hearst. He was also a member of the dream team of lawyers hired to defend O.J. Simpson. Okay, that's probably why I know his name. That's, yep. That's what so he's been around for he's been around for a while. So, Effley Bailey took up. He uh, worked at the courthouse. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> You're like off the deep end. I'm sorry. All right, I'm done. What are you though? <laughs> we'll send you to the nut house. <laughs> You're just laughing silently. I'm laughing because you're laughing so hard oh. and it's not funny. Oh. Like none of this is funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> right? Terrible. Oh, God. Like if I was a listener to this, I'd be like, all right, I'm turning this off right. now. This like is, fuck this. You have Sam derailed. Shepard's unsolved. I got it. Bye. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so Effley Bailey had Sam Shepard's conviction overturned. He was released from prison. Then in 1966, he was found not guilty due in large part to a mishandling of the first trial. Upon his release, Shepard turned to alcohol. He basically, he became an alcoholic. He died in his 40s in 1970 from liver failure. So after his death, his son, Sam, was determined to find the real killer and turned to Robert Eberling. That was the window washer at the time of the murder, and he was already imprisoned at this point for killing an elderly woman. So she, he became mm-hmm. a suspect in Marilyn Shepard's murder when DNA at the crime scene pointed to him. In 1995, Sam bought a, brought a civil suit, and the state, um, the the state did not find his father. They they said they stated that Elder Shepard was quote not innocent. Hmm. So I don't know what that means, but the crime it's remains not the same unsolved. as guilty, though. Apparently not. All right. So let's look at the evidence real quick that points to him being guilty. And then we'll look at the ones that point to him being innocent. The Shepherds had a dog named Coco. Spelled with K's. It was a Kardashian. <laughs> and you would think that like a nighttime intruder would make the dog bark. Right. right? Like one would think. Right. But the barking would have then woken up Sam so that way he could have prevented it. But the if dog, it was somebody he was familiar with. The dog didn't bark, but he also didn't bark when he saw Everling. Was the dog dead? No. Oh, okay, so it wasn't Michael Myers. No, so it wasn't Michael Myers. Okay. No. It was either Sam or Everling, I'm guessing. Um, there was no sign of fourth entry at the Shepherd's home. So it was either someone who had a key 
who knew the place, who knew what was unlocked. The Aherns, who are the people who Marilyn showed out the night before. Yeah. They don't remember her locking the door, though. So it could have just been unlocked. Sam said he wore a T-shirt on the night of the murder. And if he was the killer, it would, there would have been all kinds of bloodstains all over the shirt. Right. But when asked by police why he didn't have a shirt on, Sam said, quote, maybe the man I saw needed one. I don't know. So he didn't have an explanation of where his shirt was. It's a strange explanation. A torn T-shirt that matched Sam's size was found a few yards from the Shepherd's property line. But the T-shirt did not have any bloodstains on it. Sam's first call was at 5.40 a.m. to Spencer Hawk. He did not call the police, but autopsy reports put the time of the murder between 3 and 4 a.m. And Sam's watch stopped at 4.15. Hmm. So why did he delay reporting the crime? Right. Sam says he was knocked out by the killer, but that could have also been time to clean up. That's the thing, too, is like, do, do you know shirt. when you've been knocked out? I don't feel like you do. I mean, other than like maybe a boxer, you know. Yeah. You have some clue what just happened. But but at the same time, if you if you wake up, yeah, you know what I mean? It seems yeah. like you, you wake up and. You'd be like, what the fuck? What just happened? Why am I outside the house? Like, like you know. When you, you've been unconscious before. Did you know you were unconscious when you woke up? I don't kind mean of, from surgery, yeah. but like. Yeah, kind of. So you kind of knew. Okay. But when Logan passed out that one time, I don't think he knew. Right now, there's that. And I was also thinking of friend of the show, Steve, who passes out all the time when we were the one time we were at Chick-fil-A and he passed out and, you know, I was trying to revive him. He was out for like 10 seconds. And the first thing he opened his eyes, he was just like, am I on the floor? Like he had no, <laughs> you know what I mean? He had no yeah. idea what had just transpired, like why I'm on the floor of a Chick-fil-A in Memphis. Right. But I also feel like. He didn't have a traumatic event. He just like got a burp lodged and passed out as yeah. opposed to like. This guy would have got hit by a bushy haired man and you would bushy remember the bushy haired man coming at you or whatever. No, it sounds like that guy did it. Which one? Sam Shepard? Yeah. Yeah. That um, doesn't. Well, this. The basis was, of the fugitive is that the guy was innocent. <laughs> right. Well, and this guy was found. And he is a doctor. So I guess he was a doctor. So, yeah, it's. Based he, on he was it. found I didn't say not, it was, not guilty. He was found not Wait. not innocent. <laughs> not not innocent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was found, but, but he didn't go to jail. Um, oh, he did. But then he got out and then he drank himself to death. Yeah. So she was bludgeoned 27 times. Now, if there's anything I've learned from my true crime. Is the 27 times is number one, it's overkill. Number two, it's normally personal at that. Point. Right. It's not. It's not a casual. That's not like oh, not I didn't know. You. Right. Beating. Yeah. So. Like there have been want to give. <laughs> right. There have been a ton of different motives for. For the uh, murder, one is that Sam went to Marilyn's bed seeking sex because his they had single beds. This was like back in the day when they all had oh, yeah, single like beds. The yeah. Dick Van Dyke show days. Yeah. So his fingerprints were on her headboard. Yeah. Like as if he was over her. Yeah. So some of the theories are that he was he went to bed. She resisted and he freaked out and killed her. That seems a little harsh. Well, I mean, so does rape. But so Sam Shepard had more than one affair during his marriage. I know I mentioned that. Right. So that could also have been a motive is that she was pregnant and he wanted to leave. Spent a lot of time so at the whorehouse. What is wrong with you? <laughs> 
Yeah. And then like, <laughs> OK, moving on. <laughs> Just do it for your facial reactions. They're so great. Robert Eberling was found to have type A blood because I don't, you know, back in the day, they didn't. They didn't do DNA. DNA. It was just typing. So no type A blood was was discovered in any of the bloodstains. Hmm. Even though he was Maryland. Maryland had type O blood and that was found on Shepard's trousers. Yeah. So, okay, that's everything saying that he's probably guilty. Here's the stuff saying he's probably not guilty. Dr. William Fallon, who is the director of a trauma center, described Shepard's neck and other injuries as impossible to self-inflict. Okay. So there's something. But the argument there is that Marilyn may have done it while being attacked by Sam. There you go. She may she may have been fighting back, you know, for her life, literally. Yeah. The police search turned up trophies that had been damaged and scratched. And Shepard is a narcissist, so he would have never done anything to his own trophies. He never would have used his own trophies. So hmm. they think that the killer hated the shepherds and was that jealous of Sam. But it's not clear when the trophies were actually damaged. Uh, like they weren't, they didn't have like her brains on them or anything like, yeah. they didn't, you know, so who knows if that's what, if, if that was done before, if that was like, if it was just incidental. Yeah. The blood spatter on the walls of the bedroom suggests that Marilyn's blood was flying everywhere when she was killed wow because like they said they said it could have been a lamp that she was beat with but no lamp has ever been turned up but there was like a lamp missing and then another argument was that it was surgical instruments so like they don't know but they were never able to find that either yeah so they don't know what she was killed with but if sam was a killer you would have expected to see his blood all over him not just in the one spot on his knee right so he his shoes his socks everything was without blood stain. So they were like, that doesn't make any sense. Sam was a reasonably smart guy and he had time to come up with a story, but he didn't give a very plausible one. So that's the other reason that I think like he might not have done it is because his story wasn't very good. It was he got out. He got knocked out twice. And the only description he had of the dude was a bushy haired man. Right. It wasn't elaborate enough to be concocted. Right. And it wasn't like. They weren't adding to it. Like every time he didn't, he wasn't like, oh, yeah. And then the guy got oh, his like cheap and drove do. away. You right. know what I mean? Like when when you keep when you're lying and you keep adding to it. Right. This guy, his story was like differently. His story was like, dude, I got knocked out twice. And the dude was bushy haired. And yeah. I don't know who it was. And if you truly did get knocked out twice, you're you're not going to have, you're gonna have some damage. Yeah, you're going to have a little bit of brain damage right there. So Coroner Gerber claimed that the bloody imprint on the pillow from where Marilyn was beat in was made by a, a surgical instrument. And they searched high and low and they never found anything. The murder weapon is suspected to be a flashlight and a dented flashlight was found in the front yard of the shepherd home. Hmm. So it's suspected that the killer threw it into the to the lake after trying to kill Marilyn. Yeah. But then why would it be in the... Could be washed up? I don't know. Yeah, but into the front it's yard. It's a lake. It went around the front yard. <laughs> it's not really it an ocean. Walk, walk in, or like, whatever. So anyway, arrested in 1959 for larceny, Richard Eberling, the window washer, was found in possession of jewelry owned by Marilyn Shepard. Hmm. So questioning about that, Eberling said he had had been in the house just days before the murder and he had incidentally cut himself. So that's why his blood was in the house. 
Mm. Which, why? It was Crowley. He also knew of an obscure basement entrance, but F. Lee Bailey concluded that Eberling was not the murderer based on Eberling's apparently passing a lie detector, te- detector test, because that used to be how they would tell if you were lying or not. They were just like, ha! Yeah. You weren't lying. But the other reason that it's suspected that it wasn't Eberling is that when Sam Shepard saw him, he wasn't like, that's the guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and the, all the pictures I've seen of Eberling, he's bald. No, no bushy hair. No bushy hair. But the flip side of that is that the the lady who got murdered, Ethel Durkin, who Eberling then later murdered. Yeah. Her caretaker, Kathy Dial, says that Eberling revealed to her that he had also killed Marilyn Shepard. Hmm. But Eberling denies that. So that's pretty much the evidence. I, I'm going to post a link to a complete timeline of when everything happened all the way up to like 2002 when they were still trying to clear his name. Yeah. Um, some grad student at CSU put together a huge timeline and it's up on Cleveland State's website. Oh, OK. So I, I read through that. It's pretty interesting, but it's unsolved. I mean, he's dead. All the DNA samples are too degraded to test. We'll never know who did it. Yeah. It's just kind of it was my obsession when I was a kid. Really? Like I read so many books on Sam Shepard. You were going to solve that shit. I was like, I thought I was. Did you it go was, see The Fugitive then? I've seen The Fugitive. I did, didn't did go you think, see Did you know it was linked? That it was somewhat I was, based I was on older that? when I found out about that. Oh, okay. Because that came out in like 94, 95 or something. Well, that was a TV show before it was yeah, a movie. In the, six, in the 60s? 70s. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was a TV show and then it was a movie. And that it's all based on Sam Shepard, who a hmm. lot of people really think he did it. Right. I, I lean towards he did it, but... That's, I feel like he could have done it. Yeah. He then became like a professional wrestler and like then drank himself to death and died in his 40s. Hmm. So, I mean, you could have drank yourself to death because your wife was murdered and he right. remarried. Like he did. He did have he had remarried just a year before he died. Yeah. He remarried in 69 to his third wife. He got divorced to, to a wife in between. Hmm. And it was dead by 70 from liver failure. By 70s, not 70 years old. He was dead in his 40s. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the story of Sam Shepard. Weird, right? Very interesting. What do you think? Do you think he did it? I'm leaning towards he did it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but however, the window washer guy, too. Well, that. But, but then, it also, I just feel like if it was if it was somebody who knew the house and the people who lived there, I mean, I would go after the man first. You know what right. I mean? I would you don't get walk him, past him sleeping on the daybed. Right. I would make sure he was taken care of. And the kid didn't wake up. Oh, yeah. The fact that. And the that, dog thing. Yeah. So I, I think it was Sam Shepard, most likely. I think it was most likely him. And I'm guessing she was four months pregnant. And I th- I'm guessing he wanted to leave her because, I mean, he later was divorced, you know. Yeah. He wanted to leave her probably for one of the women. Because right. he was work- he he slept with a whole bunch of ladies. Yeah, that's most likely. But again, who knows? Yeah, his, his son. He's a their shady, son, dishonest dude already. Sam and Marilyn's son Sam is he really believes that his father didn't do it? That's kind of sad. It's it would suck. Yeah. To not know. But yeah, I was obsessed with that case when I was a kid because it was like, it was up there in Bay Village. It wasn't far. 
it was like, yeah, like it could be. You, it you've crazy. always been a fan of true crime. Huh? I have. Yeah. I, I, I've always loved Ever since you took that little family field trip. Ever huh? since episode one of our podcast where I retell how they took me up to see the bodies being exhumed from a when you were what, shallow like, grave. Like when six was, years old or whatever. I was a child <laughs> in 1990. <laughs> You were probably yeah. just like, can we get ice cream afterwards? I'll go do whatever. <laughs> like, it's oh, just, we're getting ice cream. I'll do anything for ice cream. And then you were hooked. And then that was it. I was hooked on ice cream and true crime. Yeah, so that's everything I have for this week. Sam is dreaming. See his legs moving? Yeah. Sam's legs are going like he's running. He's so cute. Oh, my gosh. That's everything I've got. Anything for you? No, that's it. All right. So rate, review, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Um, yeah, if you are... You know what? We'll do it for the rest of the week. If you're a Patreon donor by the end of this week, today is the 22nd. So we'll run this through the 29th. If you donate before the 29th of July, 2018, I'll send you out a whole bunch of stickers, magnets and stuff because I haven't mailed their packages. They're shipped, they're packaged, but they're just not in the mail yet. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.